0: Welcome to Reinventing Professionals, a podcast hosted by industry analyst Ari Kaplan, which shares ideas, guidance, and perspectives from market leaders shaping the next generation of legal and professional services.
1: This is Ari Kaplan, and I'm speaking today with Daniel Steinberg, the founder and CEO of LawBroker, a pre-qualification platform that helps lawyers humanize the way clients interact with their law firm. Hey, Daniel, how are you?
0: I'm good, Ari. How are you doing?
1: I am doing great. I'm looking forward to this conversation. So tell us about your background and the genesis of Law Broker.
0: So a bit about me and the evolution sort of of Law Broker. My background actually comes from Clio. And for me, growing up, always wanted to be super entrepreneurial. I was very prescriptive in my career to get here and be a strong operator. But at the end of the day, kind of fell into the legal tech sector fell in love with it. I think that unless you're within the legal space and you're a practicing attorney or you're within the legal tech realm, uh, you don't recognize the importance and the relevance that, uh, you know, legal governs our society. But when you're, you're living it and breathing it every single day, there's a lot of, uh, things to be passionate and fall in love with while you're doing it. So I ran and managed partnerships at Clio for two plus years, um, I was working with consulting partners and advisors like yourself, or really anyone that touches a law firm and makes them more operationally efficient. And my world's collided in my latter half of my time at Clio to the app ecosystem. And I was working with companies as small as Lawbroker, all the way to companies as big as Google, Intuit, Microsoft, and so forth. And that's where I sort of spun out Lawbroker from. So I was working with Google on digitizing law firms' online presence and found this gap between how a consumer shops for legal goods and services and how law firms actually market themselves through an online fashion. And ended up leaving Clio, founded Law Broker in October 2021. The original genesis of Law Broker was actually a marketplace. It was a recommendation and matching platform. We took a bit of a different spin and approach than the traditional marketplaces within the legal sector. And we're more focused understanding the consumers and their specific problems by ingesting that data and then matching them with the specific law firm that made sense for them. And uh, about 30, sorry, about three months ago or so, we actually shifted our business, whether that because of market conditions or the fact that there's probably 25 plus legal marketplaces now, we shifted to really become a sales and marketing platform for law firms. And the goal is how do you really help law firms convert better? Through pre-qualified data, and I'm sure we'll get into it in a little bit further. But there's this big distinction within the legal space between first conversation to intake. We're trying to slot in between those two factors because intake is super frictional, and it really doesn't happen until you're ready to retain the law firm. And that's really the genesis, and and you know how we got here.
1: I've been honored to have the founder of Clio, Jack New, on this program several times, and so I can imagine that was probably a great experience for what you're doing now, why is it that lawyers need a solution like LawBroker?
0: The unfortunate reality, and, and obviously you come from the attorney world, but the unfortunate reality is that law firms don't, or lawyers themselves and attorneys, and excuse my interchangeability between law, lawyers and attorneys. I am Canadian, I'm from Toronto, so I'm going to try my best here to navigate both worlds. But When you think about a lawyer and an attorney, they really are a salesperson. And I come from a sales background prior to Clio. And unfortunately, they don't like to look at themselves as salespeople. But at the end of the day, you're dealing with high-intensity problems. Whether it's a good problem or a bad problem, there in some capacity or another needs to be this relationship built with the end consumer. And when we think about how every other industry analyzes and interacts with those consumers. It's all about the knowledge of data. And if you don't understand what's happening on the other end of the conversation, it's very hard to sell yourself, let alone sell your services. And it turns into this shopping around problem that we see so often within the legal space. And mostly because consumers are uneducated within the legal market. So they're so caught up on price sensitivity. And our job at Law Broker is if we can provide low friction ways to pre-qualify your clients before you pick up the phone, you should have a lot more knowledge on what they need from you so that you can guide them through the legal operations of your firm and talk more about how you strategize and how you support them versus let me ask you the quick and dirty 20 questions, determine if you're a fit for my firm. And then by the way, here's my price. There's no real true distinction between... Each law firm, if both of them are doing that when a consumer is shopping around. So our job is to provide the knowledge up front so that you're smarter and you can sell against your challenges and pains.
1: What does a platform like Lawbroker indicate about the way that law firms leverage technology to enhance their practices?
0: There's a lot of tools within the legal tech space now. I'm sure you've had a bunch of episodes with other legal tech founders, including Jack. And There's a lot that are trying to pop up to help support law firms or potentially enhance the way that lawyers leverage technology, make themselves more operationally efficient. But really, for us, or building a a legal tech company and slotting in as an augmentation to a law firm's practice is about supporting how law firms actually implement tools. So there's a big distinction between let's do a data migration, rip something out, and implement something else. Lawyers have a lack of time. They have a lack of time to learn, and you want the learning curve to be really, really, really low. And when we think about how we adopt new technology like Law Broker, if it's not going to be an operating system, but instead it's going to be a platform that enhances your online presence or adds on an additional service to a platform like Clio, it's really corely focused on how do you make it so simplified that it's super easy to adopt. And that's our goal, keep it simple. How do you have the low friction, set it and forget it tool that captures data and pumps it into the tools that you already use. And I think that's really important when thinking about how you implement new technologies into a tool.
1: Why are workflows and templates so important in the current climate?
0: Workflows and templates are super important in two different capacities. If we take the lens of the consumer mindset, creating low friction ways for them to interact with your law practice is super important. There's a couple of factors on the consumer side that make people bounce or not want to interact with you. Part of which is, are you providing me something that's super frictional? Or are you providing me something that mirrors everyday consumer goods and services? So when we think about low friction workflows, where you don't have fill forms, but you're actually having conversational type of interactions with one dedicated question at a time or almost more quiz format, it allows for the consumer to interact with you and provide you that knowledge set that you need. On the flip side to that, from the lawyer perspective, templates are so important from creating inefficiencies into operational efficiencies. So when we think about the lack of time or billing further, it's super important to say, how do we provide law firms, lawyers, and so forth, templicized solutions that allow the end consumers to interact and adopt accordingly so that there is that lack of learning curve or there's more sort of implementation from a further process perspective so that your firm can focus on something different. Most technologies succeed when you make it really easy for the other person or the person adopting your technology to press a button and let it work on its own.
1: So where are you seeing resistance to applying technology to different areas of the business of law?
0: The way that technology especially within the legal space how it's perceived is I don't want another platform. I don't want another tool. Like how many more tools do I need? Why can't it be all in one? Why can't my accounting live within this tool? Why can't my marketing live within that tool? And unfortunately especially coming from a founder mindset, you can't do everything and anything because then you don't do one thing really strongly. So where we see a lot of resistance is, is this platform going to be another tool for my firm that I have to log into, I have to adopt, I need to train my staff on and so forth. There's a ton of resistance there. So when we look at it as an extension to a current platform that they're already using, That's where you see the lack of resistance to adopt a piece of technology or be more open minded to adopting that piece of
1: technology. So, then where do you see legal professionals applying more tech this year?
0: I'd like to say within the intake space, business development, marketing, and so forth is very prevalent. And obviously, legal in some capacity or another is recession proof. But when we think about personal legal transactions like real estate, wills, and estates, and so forth, you you do need more clients. And that is very highly tied to recessional activities. So business development is always super important. And thinking about ways to evolve your business development is something that I've seen a lot of themes on recently, especially because you're no longer taking people to sporting events or going to specific events. A lot of the world has turned hybrid for better or for worse. And there needs to be new ways to interact with net new business and build those relationships on the same level that you used to do in person. So I'm seeing a lot of noise within that intake space. And then, of course, as we all know, I'm sure everyone listening to this call, there's a lot of hype around ChatGPT within the legal tech community. I think it's very valuable, especially from a contracting perspective and understanding how it evolved to support legal practitioners. But at the end of the day, I don't think any of these types of tools or technologies will rip and replace law firms. I think it could only enhance the way that they practice. So I think that's a very big distinction of how do you leverage these types of technologies, especially AI and and chat GPT and other tools like that in order to make you a better practicing lawyer and potentially open up more time to possibly do business development activities uh, or build out those relationships.
1: This is Ari Kaplan speaking with Daniel Steinberg, the founder and CEO of LawBroker, a pre-qualification platform that helps lawyers humanize the way clients interact with their law firm. Daniel, thanks so very much. Thanks so much for having me, Ari.
0: Thank you for listening to the Reinventing Professionals podcast. Visit ReinventingProfessionals.com or AriKaplanAdvisors.com to learn more.